Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2023 film, The Holdovers. Um, this film stars Paul Giamatti, uh, Dominic Sessa, and Divine Joy Randolph. And the movie was directed by Alex Payne. And this movie, um, I heard a lot about it uh, in the uh, in the in the weeks that it was coming out because it came out right around. I want to say the week before Christmas. I think it was. Um, no, as a matter of fact, it came out. Well, it came out in October of this year in the theater, and then it came out on streaming services uh, right around Christmas and things like that. But I've heard. Nothing but good things about this film. I, I, I um, uh, a lot of people had it on their on their top ten list of the year. Uh, I was just, you know, interested in it when I saw it available on Peacock. I was kind of all over it and things like that. And I was like, well, I give it a chance. And I got to admit, I was not disappointed. This was a fantastic movie. Um, a phenomenal performance. Uh, from Paul Giamatti, I believe he won, he just won the Golden Globe for uh, Best Actor uh, in a Drama and everything like that. But this film was really good. You, it's the holdovers is basically about these three people who are staying at a school during Christmas break, and they kind of learn a little little bit of things about each other. You have Paul Giamatti who plays the uptight uh, history teacher who. Uh, he kind of doesn't really have like a social life or anything like that. And he's kind of been the one left in charge to watch the kids, uh, to watch the kids who are, uh, left at the school because they kind of have nowhere to go and things like that. And then one of the kids that is left behind is this kid, um, Angus Tully played by, uh, Dominic, Dominic Sessa and who gives a pretty good performance in this film as well at an adolescent teenager. He's, uh, the angsty teen who is kind of dealing with, you know, his mother being in a new relationship, uh, his father not necessarily being around, and things like that. And then, of course, you have the the absent, I don't want to say absent teen, but you also have the lunch lady who is also there. But she's also, she's there because of the simple fact that her son has recently uh, been killed in, in war. Uh, the movie takes place in the 70s, and these three people are just kind of, letting, I don't want to say letting the world pass them by, it's just the fact that, you know, with these people don't really have any more type of ways to go, now, when I watched this film, I honestly thought it was going to be like The Breakfast Club, because it started off with a group of kids, and um, I think within like, maybe the first 15-20 minutes of the movie, it dissipates down to the three individuals left, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to go a different route, so to speak, and uh, you know, this movie kind of picks up a lot of ways. The movie's directed by uh, Alexander Payne, and what's funny is that he also directed a movie called Sideways, which is also with um, uh, Paul Giamatti and everything like that. But everything about this film, it's a great character study. You have a great character study from our three main characters. They go, they've been through so much, and they kind of look at the world as, I don't want to say an empty place, but I guess because they're empty themselves on the inside and things like that. They really don't have anywhere to go, no one to turn to. No one really is going to give a shit about them if something were to happen and things like that. But 
I think what made this film interesting is that the idea of a character study, the idea that, um, the idea that uh, you know these three people are not damaged or anything like that, but they are you know broken to say to say the elite to say the least. You know, you have a grieving mother who just lost her son. You have a adolescent teenager who hasn't really comes to grip that, you know, his mother has moved on and his father is no longer in the picture. And then you got this history teacher who's kind of let the world pass him by because of, you know, how he looks, you know, at the world in a way. He looks at the world in a very, very uh, narrow-minded way. And it's because of the simple fact that he has, those people aren't around him anymore that, you know, it, it does take a toll on him both emotionally. He doesn't really know how to, you know, express emotion, and when he does, it's not always the best way to go about things. But this was a fantastic movie from the setup. It felt, you know, it had the feel of like a Christmas film. It had the feel of like The Breakfast Club, of like these people who have come together with different backgrounds, and they find out that, you know, they're a lot alike, or they're all kind of damaged in a way that is, you know, I don't want to say beyond repair, but, you know, they could use somebody to talk to. They could use, you know, they could use a friend in need at the time, at a time like this. And, um, this was, it, the movie was good. It was really good. It was a great performance from Paul Giamatti, great performance from everybody involved. The writing was good. The, um, uh, the cinematography was great. The movie is set in 1970. It had that real feel of it. You know, it takes place in upper, I'm not sure where it takes place. I want to say it takes place somewhere in Massachusetts, uh, because they're not that it, they're, I say that because in one of the scenes, they're in driving distance from Boston. So it's not that far really out. You know, it's somewhere in the New England area, but in different things like that. And I can tell by these accents that, you know, it's got to be somewhere in Boston or, you know, Rhode Island or places like that. And um, I've always got the impression that, you know, stories that take place in a certain area of the world or a certain area of the country can be, you know, in that rich kind of way. The way it's different from like a home alone, like home alone takes place in Chicago, but you don't really see the landscape of Chicago because it takes place within this little, uh, I don't want to say community, but like the little neighborhood that he lives in to, whereas this film kind of just takes place, you know, on the, um, it takes place within the school that they're in. And I always thought that was, that was kind of weird, like, especially with these boarding schools back in the day and things like that. But I think everything about this film was all right. It, It was something to behold. You know, it it says something about a lot of people who deal with loss, people who deal with, you know, not necessarily uncertainty, but the feeling of being unwanted. The idea that, you know, this kid is, the kid is kind of lashing out because of the simple fact that his father's not around and his mother kind of just moved on in a way that is both, it's kind of hard to process. Kids don't deal, kids deal with things a lot differently than adults. And the idea that this kid is kind of dealing with his father not being around or his father not being there physically or mentally it's just you know it, it really kind of takes a toll on the kids and everything like that and then you got Paul Giamatti's character who's just kind of you know he's in his own little world and if everybody doesn't really fall in line the way he wants them to it's not going to end well for everybody but you know the I, I think the journey that you go on you know don't always judge a book by its cover it's a it's a trope that we've seen a few times like I said Breakfast Club did that you know, Breakfast Club did a lot of that, you know, we get these, these random people from random backgrounds and they come together and realize that they're a lot alike and, you know, they can, you know, they matter to somebody else, even if it's not to each other. But the holdover is actually pretty good. I was very surprised how entertaining it was and how heartwarming it was and how, uh, 
how well put together the movie was. It was something that uh, I was not expecting. You know, I'd heard a lot of great things about it uh, when it came out, and then when I saw it available on uh, on Peacock, I I was like, I got I'll give it a shot. And I gotta say, I wasn't I was not uh, disappointed. This was a really good movie from an acting point of view, from a writing, from a directing point of view. Uh, you know, everything about this film is really, really good. I wish I would have seen it when it, uh, when it initially came out, cause I would have made some room for it in the top 10, but if this is the way it's got to be, then that, you know, by all means, this is great. If you have the streaming service Peacock, I highly recommend checking out the holdovers. Uh, it's pretty good. It's a cute, it's a real sweet and innocent story about these three people from three different backgrounds who come together, uh, on Christmas. You know, it does have all the, the trimmings of, of, a of a Hallmark Christmas movie and everything like that. But at the same time, it does, there is the little, you know, story building moments and everything like that, where you do kind of feel that there is a message there. And, um, you know, the, the, our characters go through so much in this short little, uh, time that by the time we get to the end of the film, you know, you realize you, you've ended somewhere you never would have thought you would have got. And, uh, that's always a great, uh, plus in a movie like this because, they don't they don't necessarily make movies like this anymore these independent you know these small independent uh uh narratives and everything like that and if they do they're always kind of cast over to the wayside and things like that but yeah like i said if you have the streaming service known as peacock i would highly recommend getting it uh and if you have if you don't have it i would get it for certain movies like this cuz i know the holdovers dropped on there a lot of movies that were in the theaters drop on peacock if they're not known to a major studio you know, and everything like that, um, but, like, yeah, if you do have Peacock, definitely check out the movie The Holdovers, it's available now, uh, it's, it's a great movie, the, it's, um, it was accredited for a lot of the Golden Globes and everything like that, and a lot of the critics seem to like it, it is up there, I, I highly recommend it, uh, if you have Peacock, definitely check it out, the movie is called The Holdovers and things like that. Especially if you're a fan of those type of films, those small little indie films or these Hallmark Christmas movies that have a little bit more than just a uh, typical, you know, rom-com and everything like that. I wouldn't consider this a rom-com. I would consider this more of like a, a character story, one of those old narratives and everything like that. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, but anyways, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Um, let me know what you guys thought about the holdovers. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come up. Today is Sunday and today is day two of the end of wildcard weekend. Uh, yesterday we saw... Yesterday was the Texans and Browns and then Kansas City and Miami played yesterday. I think today, originally it was supposed to be three games today, but after the weather is kind of going bad in Buffalo, the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers has been postponed to tomorrow. So we got two games today, which will be the Cowboys and the Packers, and then we also got the Lions and the the Lions and the Rams playing today. And then tomorrow we have the um um We'll have the Bills and the Steelers, and then, of course, the Buccaneers and the Eagles. So, day two of Wild Card Weekend. 
uh, is upon us. Day three will come tomorrow, and then we will do a recap of the entire wildcard weekend. That episode will drop on Tuesday after all the games have already been played as we get ready for round two of the NFL playoffs. Uh, But be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. We have a bunch of episodes coming out this week because as of right now, there's been a lot of films that have dropped on streaming services already as we barely begun our second, as we come to an end in the second week of the new year. Damn, it's already the 15th or no, it's the 14th and you know, we're already two weeks into 2024 and all these streaming services keep dropping all these new movies. Uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And, of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.